What's up, peoples? Welcome to the second season of Talking Race, Faith, and Justice. I am your host, layman ranter, Tim Zener Davis. Today's episode, Debating the Undebatable. I'm going in. In 2021, Tim Scott, the only Republican in the Senate of African descent, gave the rebuttal to President Biden's first State of the Union address. Along with the litany of Republican talking points, obfuscations, and flat-out lies, Scott, in what can only be described as a complete act of tokenism and white supremacy water-carrying, said this. A hundred years ago, kids in classrooms were taught the color of their skin was their most important characteristic. And if they looked a certain way, they were inferior. Today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down on the divisions, we've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. Now, not only was this rhetorical jiu-jitsu claptrap, it was an attempt to gaslight what he hoped was a sleeping American public into ignoring all the evidence that proves otherwise of the ongoing sin of systemic racism in America today. Scott delivered in prime time what Republicans and other custodians of white supremacy have been peddling on Fox News and in the right-wing media echo chamber. The claim that there is no need to legislate the teaching of anti-racism anywhere, particularly in schools and corporate America, because systemic and institutional racism no matter the overwhelming evidence of its existence, is merely a myth conjured up by left-wing extremists set on destroying America. They have worked themselves into a critical race theory faux fervor in an effort to stifle the anti-racism movement, arguing that the teaching of anti-racism is itself racist. Really? That's their argument. If it weren't part of a diabolical plan by the right to white supremacy wash history, Scott's assertion would be laughable. Their goal is to make it impossible to have an honest conversation about race in this country that will lead to racial justice. These folks are attempting to debate the undebatable truth of systemic and institutional racism. So let's call it what it is. Gaslighting. A form of psychological manipulation meant to have us question our perception of reality, leading to confusion and uncertainty. As John Lennon would call it, mind games, played by the unscrupulous to spread misinformation and justify their attempts at white supremacy washing history and thereby making their attempts at dismissing any authentic discussions of the perpetuation of racism and racial injustice 
seem reasonable, but it ain't. It is an attempt to reverse the progress that has been made. It is an attempt to ban any anti-racism education, and as cited by the Legal Defense Fund, it is an attempt, and it is an attack on teaching the lived experience of black people and other people of color that fundamentally changed and shaped this country. So let's engage in some real talk, brothers and sisters. Gaslighting is only possible if we allow it. If we don't fall for or give in to it, it loses its power. This podcast is about taking back that power. And it starts by now allowing grifters for white nationalism to distract us. If you are like me, you have found yourself falling down spiraling rabbit holes, getting into Twitter debates with trolls that have no other goal but to distract, deflect, cause havoc, and yes, gaslight. We spend too much time screaming into the social media echo chamber to find false gratification and sticking it to some stranger with some peculiar account name who have no power to change our country for the better. We waste our time in a virtual reality that does little to actually address the systemic and institutional racism in IRL. Now, as a Christian, I believe in powers and principalities. That means I believe there are spiritual forces that perpetuate evil in the world. Now, for those of you who are not comfortable thinking in terms of the spiritual, I'll put it like this. There are negative energies that move in the world with the sole purpose of causing mischief and mayhem through the systemic traumas of white patriarchal supremacy, greed, and the lust for power. The only way to push back on that energy is to create a counter energy. It is a righteous energy that we have seen galvanized throughout history. It is the energy that propelled the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s. It is the energy that powered Barack Obama into the presidency. It is the energy that drove people into the streets to protest the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and it is the energy that will incite the anti-racism movement. But we have to stay collectively focused and not allow ourselves to be sidetracked by petty, low-down, and trifling gaslighting. We must focus the righteous energy of our diverse coalitions away from the banalities of Twitter wars and instead use our keyboards, voices, and feet to speak truth to power. And it ain't easy to do because trolls trigger us. It's almost a natural reflex to respond. But for me, I have decided I would no longer feed the beast. Instead, I'm taking the energy stirred in me from something someone has posted or an article that I've read, and I'm channeling that energy into writing this podcast. My hope is to call out the lies, mischaracterizations, and yes, gaslighting, 
in an effort to inform and educate so that those who are committed to racial justice might have more tools to pull from for this battle. I have made my choice to no longer bang my head against the social media wall. So let's get back to Mr. Scott's claim, America is not a racist country. If the core argument of anti-anti-racism work is there's no such thing as systemic and institutional racism, then they are willfully ignoring this country's history of the enslavement of black people, Jim Crow, segregation, Plessy versus Ferguson, the Chinese Exclusion Act, and the voter suppression laws of the 2010s and 20s. In fact, they are deliberately disregarding centuries of policies created and implemented for the sole purpose of disenfranchising BIPOCs in general, but black Americans especially. And even if we gave them the benefit of the doubt that they were the victims of a whitewashed U.S. history education, as many of us were, there are so many places one can find true American history that it makes ignorance of that history a pitiful cop-out. Systemic and institutional racism is not debatable, and as long as we allow the discussion to carry on as though it is, we will never have a free-hearted discussion. What do I mean by free-hearted? If I engage in a conversation with someone on the topic of bricks, and I say, hard bricks can break windows, and the other person says, there's no such thing as hard bricks breaking windows while we stand on top of broken glass caused by a brick being thrown through a window, then I am not having a free-hearted conversation. The conversation is stifled by the other person's willful denial of something that has been proven to be true. This conversation is a waste of my time as is any conversation on systemic and institutional racism with someone who willfully denies the facts of racialized policymaking in the U.S. That does not create the space for a free-hearted conversation. Thus, there can be no honest debate because the per that person denying history is not an honest broker. We know why people would be invested in perpetuating lies that there is no such thing as a system. I'm so sorry, I'm getting caught up and I'm getting hot. We know why people would be invested in perpetuating the lie that there is no such thing as systemic and institutional racism. They benefit from it. Not only white people, but a whole slew of BIPOCs that have stepped up to the cast trough. There is now, a multi-million dollar industry of dark money that lines the pockets of anti-anti-racism bloviates. There's big money to be made, and the more melanin in your hue, the more value your voice. Sure, there are probably some of these folks who are true believers, holiday patriots who believe their anti-anti-racism jargon, but I also believe that for the most part, this attempt at a counter-narrative is only a tactic.
to protect the status quo, to protect the system that works well for many, but keeps most of us in a constant state of trauma and turmoil, enough so that we are too overwhelmed to do anything about it. I think anti-anti-racism provocateurs know that if a social system is proven to have been designed to disenfranchise, then in order to correct the harmful results of that system, it must be redesigned, and that is what they fear. So let's do what PG&E does when you don't pay your bill. Let's turn off the gas. Let us collectively summon the righteous energy at our power to shut down the false debates that keep us from striving to become a more perfect union. I found my way. It is imperative that you find yours. I am for truth no matter who tells you. Don't forget to leave comments on our Facebook and Instagram page. Also, while you're there, please like and share. I'm out.